Hey gang, this is Mike Totorella, otherwise known as Lucci, and you're listening to the Refill and Chill podcast. Stay tuned to the end of the pod for a preview of my new mix, Bangerade, Volume 2. Consume responsibly. I need a refill. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Refill and Chill. I am your host, Dylan Fields, and it's time to review Jackass Forever. So I just saw it with my buddy Brandon Beats, and it was hilarious. I think I spent the entire two hours laughing my ass off. Um, I think my stomach actually hurt by the time I left because I was laughing so hard. Um, This movie was a nice little swan song to wrap up the 20 years of jackass essentially with johnny knoxville steve-o wee man chris pontius and company um they had some newer faces and some cool cameos um they did feature machine gun kelly francis naganu um tony hawk even made a little uh spot rob deerdeck and um tyler the creator (laughs) so real cool to see that um I thought I was going to get emotional, but it was just so funny that I didn't even think about that this being potential last movie. Um, but man, these guys are jackasses, <laughs> literally. Um, they had some really good scenes and some really questionable, like life career or life ending situations that I was not sure that that was uh, wasn't they were not going to make it out of. But all in all, they're invincible. It seems like. Um, I do recommend going to watch it. If I had to give it a review of Jackass movies, it was probably a good seven and a half, eight out of ten. Um, I mean, I just remember watching this even when I was a kid. I used to love the Wild Boys. That was probably my favorite of the Jackass like series or you know uh, universe, if you want to call it. Um, moving on, I did just watch the finale for Peacemaker. Holy crap! Uh, let's just say it right now, spoiler warning. I know a lot of you might not be watching this, so if you want to skip to the ad break, go ahead, um, because we're going to take this right into the ad break. But Peacemaker was incredible. Great series. I cannot believe James Gunn pulled it off. I can, but I just, I'm just still stunned at how perfect this show was. Um, such a different tone for the DC universe, the DCEU, the extended universe, whatever you want to call this anymore. Um, incredible. I really enjoyed this show all in all. John Cena killed it with his, uh, his right-hand man, Freddie Stroma playing as Adrian Chase or the vigilante, the internal battles he had to deal with, with his father, the white dragon, um, everybody in the show just did their part. Amazing. Um, I, I just, it made me so excited because, I didn't even think that this show was going to be even worth watching. When I watched The Suicide Squad, I I genuinely thought, I just don't think John Cena's Peacemaker, his character is worthy of getting a TV show. It just did not seem like it would be interesting. But little little did I know, um, you know, James Gunn would just decide that, you know, he's going to say fuck it and show us how wrong we were or I was. like I had mentioned last week, it's renewed for season two. Cannot wait to watch that. Um, the finale, though, excellent. Could not believe they pulled off the cameo of the century, bringing the Justice League in. Um, I was confused as to why Cyborg and Batman were not involved. It was just Aquaman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and Superman. 
And then it got even weirder because they only zoomed in and showed Aquaman's face and the Flash's face. They did not show Superman's face or Wonder Woman's face. So I don't know if that was a budgeting thing or like a Warner Brothers thing, but I did hear that they did have a stunt body for the Batman and Cyborg, and they removed them from the show. And I guess that was just between Warner Brothers and James Gunn, so I'm not sure what that's all about. So I'm going to do some more research and find out for you guys. Um, But great show. I cannot wait for the next set of James Gunn projects. He's got three separate, three or four separate um, Guardians of the Galaxy projects. He's also got Peacemaker 2 or Season 2, another spinoff from the Suicide Squad. Nobody knows what show that's going to be yet. Um, I'd hope that it's the Rat Catcher. Um, I don't really care to see a show about Bloodsport or King Shark um, or the Polka Dot Man. And then he's also doing Coyote vs. Acme, which will feature John Cena again. And that's going to be a Looney Tunes universe movie. So that would be cool to see. Um, overall, I'd probably give this series a 9 out of 10 only, only because I wanted more. I, I thought that seeing – I know – and this is where I, I, I always get into this – expectations thing i did not even think to see the justice league think to see anybody um the only people i thought i would see would have been more members of the suicide squad so my mind was completely turned around when the justice league showed up um but just like questions like why we couldn't have batman or why we couldn't um just get more out of that but i think the whole but like operation butterfly was like incredibly like done the cow at the end was incredible um the internal battles between john cena and his character Chris and his father. Um, I think the team that they put together between Adebayo, Economos, Harcourt, um, and then even Mern. You know, I think the whole team was great. The comedy between um, Vigilante and Peacemaker was awesome. He reminded me a lot of Deadpool. So I would even be cool with the Vigilante spinoff show. Uh, I think his character has a lot that we could do with it, uh, but he's also just a good like comic relief for certain situations. So I don't know how much I'd love to see his own show, but all in all, give Peacemaker, Peacemaker a check. You know, if you guys got uh, HBO Max, watch the Suicide Squad first, the newer one, not the old one. Um, and when I say old, it's only like what six, seven years old, five, six years old. Um, but watch the new Suicide Squad, then watch Peacemaker. Um, if you want to watch the Justice League before this, watch Aquaman, watch the Flash. Uh, I think I forget what the Flash show was called, what like Flashpoint or something. But um, give it all a watch. It was awesome. Peacemaker, Jackass Forever. The next movie I'll be seeing in theaters will probably be Dog with uh, Channing Tatum. Or uh, just kind of have to ride it out until Multiverse of Madness comes out. But until then, let's take an ad break. We'll come back. we got product placement. So it is now time for one of my favorite segments to do on this podcast, and that is product placement. It is where I pull out the best of the best when it comes to advertising and movies. Um, I guess in this case, it's commercial, um, but it's more of a joke um, in this sense. Mountain Dew released a commercial the other day with Charlie Day and Zach Levine. Charlie Day being the hit character uh, from Always Sunny and Zach Levine being a basketball stud. two-time champ of the dunk contest and current all-star for the Chicago Bulls. Now, 
the commercial starts off with Zach Levine saying, ever notice how obvious product placement is? And I, I think this is perfect because, you know, when I try to explain to people why I love advertising, promoting, marketing, I just think it's all about the product placement. I think it's so fun to, you know, advertise products in movies, TV spots, and in commercials, you know, getting the label out in front and basically blinding your eyes like, hey, look at me, look at me. So this Mountain Dew commercial is the two of them passing a basketball back and forth to each other. And every time the camera pans to the next shot, like more and more like Mountain Dew logos pop up, whether it's um, on an article of clothing, on the basketball itself, there's a wacky inflatable tube guy. The basketball hoop is covered in Mountain Dew. And they stop even, they stop talking. And all they keep saying is Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew. And it's a 30 second commercial, but you guys got to check it out. Um, just search on YouTube, Mountain Dew, Charlie Day, Zach Levine, and Blatant Product Placement. I will put it in the bio of this episode. Um, this is a perfect example of why I love product placement because, you know, you may not notice it, but in the back of the, the in the background on a shot in a movie, you could see somebody at a diner and he lifts up a glass and it's a Coke bottle. And the Coke bottle is positioned to purposely show the Coke logo. And it's just like Coke paid them to put it in the movie. Um, it's just an it's just an easy way for these production companies to get a little bit of extra cash to spend more money to make the movie or TV show a little better, a little more professional, um, higher grade. And I don't know. I just thought this commercial was great. I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, but yeah, that's about it for today. There won't be any three big gulps. Um, so I apologize for that, but we do have a segment of Mike's tunes to wrap up the show, but until next time, you guys, thank you for listening as always leave a review on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at refill and chill until next time, guys. Peace out. I'm falling to pieces, but I need this. Yeah, I need this. You're my fault, my weakness. When did you turn so cold? You caught me down to the bone. Now you're dancing all over my soul. I'm falling to pieces, to pieces, to pieces. But I
chill out. Dick Watt.